Blog Talk Radio. everybody welcome to another edition of sports and a legend along with my co-host mccauley matthew i'm of course william ammo what's up mac what's going hey will how's it going not much man good to have you on the show as always 
Yeah, good to be on as usual. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for coming on the show. Of course, I'm Wayne Ramo. He's Macaulay Matthew, and welcome to Sports of the Legend. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Marcus Stroman returning back uh, to New York, but this time as a member of your New York Yankees. We're also going to um, talk about, um, you know, the other news in Hot Stove, uh, the, the the Mets signing uh, Sean Manaya, and, um, you know, what else is all the other rumors going on um, surrounding both teams in the Hot Stove. Uh, we'll also talk about the Knicks with their recent win against the Grizzlies. Um, and uh, what else, anything else that's basically going on in the world of sports, including, uh, you know, the the Giants and Jets uh, wrapping up their season and, uh, you know, the Jets whooping the Patriots behind, which uh, turned out to be the last game uh, of Bill Belichick's um you know, iconic career with the Patriots and whatever else is on the going on on the world of sports and entertainment. Um, if you'd like to talk about any of these topics and more, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And that number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So again, Feel free to let your voice be heard and uh, call in and don't be afraid to speak your mind here. There's a perfect uh, place for you to to do so. So uh, with that said, um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's start with um, the new Yankee starter, Marcus Stroman. And, uh, you know, um, this um, seemingly unlikely deal. Um, based upon the the controversy surrounding uh Marcus Stroman with the Yankees. Um you know, um Stroman years ago was, you know, criticizing the Yankees um you know, basically uh because they didn't go after him, you know, you know, uh, you know when he got traded to the Mets and uh um Brian Cashman if I'm not mistaken was saying like you know he wasn't good enough to be our, you know a starter on the on the Yankees and uh, you know they had a little back and forth going on and then you know Stroman you know would leave that would talk smack on the Mets uh you know implying that the team is racist for not re-signing him and um you know he he would you know he played with the Cubs had a you know you know he had he had uh, you know a, a decent tenure with the Cubs. You know he went to the he, he was an All Star I think once or twice maybe both years if I'm not mistaken. Kind of fell off the second half of uh, this past year. And uh, yeah, my question to you: um, Do do um, both teams, especially do, does the Yankees? Who you think seems more desperate? The, the, or, or are they both desperate? Mark, uh, you know, Marcus Stroman or Brian Cashman, since they both had that little, you know, argument, which seemingly looked like, you know, Stroman would never put on the pink stripes. What, what, what do you think, Mac? Uh, who seems more desperate between the Yankees or Stro- Stroman? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Yankees, right now, they need starting pitching right now. I mean, you know, they lost Severino um, in the in the offseason. And right now, right behind Jared Cole, there's not much there other than, you know, you have Cortez, yes, mm-hmm. uh, who's, uh, who's who can be solid when healthy. You have um, uh, Carlos Rodon, mm-hmm. uh, who we got last year, but he didn't look good in his starts last year. So right now, I mean, you got a bona fide ace in Jared Cole. After that, it's a question mark for everyone else, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd say the Yankees, you know, Yankees are desperate for a starting pitcher right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And getting, this, uh, getting Marcus Stroman right now is going to definitely help them um, if he pitches well. I mean, Stroman is a, he's a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. He had a good season last year with the Chicago Cubs. Um, started off great. Then he tailed off a bit in the second half. Um, still ended up winning what ten games um, for three point nine ER three point nine five ERA. Um, so I think he can give us you know that uh, he can be that second or third pitcher after Cole. You know, um, I think he'll he'll give the starting uh, pitching a bit a, a bit of depth because right now we need some depth in that starting pitching because. Uh, yeah, it's it's lacking right now. So uh, as far as desperation, I would say the Yankees are desperate right now, and rightfully so. They need to improve their their pitching. Yeah, I mean I I agree with everything you said. I mean, you know, of the two, um, Brian Cashman and the Yankees do seem more desperate with that, especially with the controversy with just a few years ago. Cashman said that you know Stroman wasn't good enough, you know, to to be on the on the Yankee team. And now he he signs them. Marcus Stroman, on the other hand, I mean, I, I mean, you could kind of, you could kind of sort of say he 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 he's kind of desperate because he's he, you know he kind of has a you know he's kind of controversial. He's very talented but controversial. But I I don't really think of it desperation on his part because uh you know, you know he apparently it's money Yankee fan. It's it's money wise. I mean, you go where you go where the money is, and you know whatever beef you had, or. Uh, you know, pass uh, you know, you know, pass B for whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, it, it. You know, previously you put that behind you, and yeah. everything's business going forward. We've seen yeah. a little, you know a lot of different players and rivals, you know, before you know in uh, years past. So this is a, this this is not any different. So I think uh, Strowman will put that behind him, and and I'm sure he's glad to be in the Yankee uniform. Probably mm-hmm. something that he. Most likely wanted to be in his whole life. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I mean, look at look at even more. Re- I mean, like you said, uh, you know, Yankees have signed a lot of players who who have been rivals of the Yankees. Uh, you know, Wade Boggs, Clemens, um, yeah. Johnny Damon. Yeah. And, and and even if you look at it, you know, the WWE side, CM Punk. CM Punk. Who would have thought CM Punk would have returned? So you know. Like uh, Triple H used to say in the Authority, you know, that's what's best for business. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't fault Strowman at all for for signing, especially you know he, you know he apparently grew up a Yankee fan. So I mean, that's you know that's a a win win for him. And I think, you know, if, if Strowman can stay out of controversy, I think he and and stay healthy. I think this could be a great move for the Yankees. You know, I think it'll Strowman, be. I think it's a good move for both sides. Mhm. Can you know, you know, just stay the course and not, you know, 
have any like any major controversies, but more even more importantly, you know, perform under the bright lights as you know, you know, we all expect Strowman to do, you know, yeah. based on yeah. his, you know, his talent and his, you know, his his ability as a, as a ball player. So yeah, I think I, agree. I, th- I think you know the Yankees is in catch, you know, you know more than lightning in a bottle. You know, um, it, I think it could be, I think it could be a great move for the Yankees. You know. Yeah, I mean, Stroman, you know, he's a guy that will give you ten wins, and mm-hmm. you know, he'll give you a ERA of, you know, three, three in the threes, three you know, uh, under fours, you know. So, uh, I think that could be good. You know, again, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see him as an ace, but mm-hmm. uh, he could be that second or third guy behind Jared Cole. Yeah, and I think that's that, that's the perfect role for him, you know, behind Cole and Cortez. You know, I, I think I think that'd be a, a great a, a great role for him. You know, it's not like you're asking him to be the ace. You right. know, he could you know blend in, and you know him as as a number three starter. Yeah. You know, with his heart, you know, his competitive nature. You know, he could he he could um win some series and, and tilt the, this, 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 the, you know, any playoff series in your, in your favor, yeah, you know, cause yeah. you know, he has that history of being, you know, ace with Toronto. So, I mean, you know, I think it, I think it's a, uh, it, it, it's, I think it's a smart gamble, you know, for the Yankees. So, yeah. and, and, and for Stroman himself, you know, you know, with the Yankees, you know, they're, they're, they're always gonna put a, a a team that's gonna try to compete for the title. So I mean, it, and he's a local guy. I mean, to me, I think it's a it's a good deal as long as you know Strowman, you know, doesn't you know do any you know stays healthy and not do anything or say anything that's gonna you know like you know um, make him stand out like a Sorkies because you know Yankees have their 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 way how they want things done you know yeah you know I think I think it could be a great move so yeah no, I, I mean, think it's a, it's a it, it's again I I think it's a good move for both sides I think uh, Stroman will have a good year and I think uh, he'll help he'll definitely help the Yankees pitching um, again I don't think the Yankees are done you know there's rumors that mm-hmm. they they're still interested in Blake Snell who's mm-hmm. acting price is a little bit too high right now but. Mm-hmm. Um, they may still go after him, so we'll see. Yeah, funny, funny how you um talking about Blake Snell because um switching gears, uh the 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 Mets are rumored to be going after Blake Snell too, and um you know he's a reigning Young Award winner winner for the for the National League. Uh, you know he's had a good career. Um, but me as a Mets fan, I mean I'm you know before this this off season start, my you know. That that should be one of the guys we should go after, you know, because of you know he he's a what I I think a two-time Cy Young Award winner, um, you know he has that potential to you know strike out ten plus batters a game, but the problem with him is that he doesn't go over like what one one fifth innings per season, and you know he could be wild, yeah. So and, and like you just mentioned, he. he the rumor is is that he wants north of two hundred million, which I mean, oh, obviously I... he's obviously he's a 
he's he's the reigning Young Award winner. So I mean that would make a lot of sense. But he's very erratic. I mean he's you know he's kind of like a modern day you know AJ Burnett. You know a guy who you're familiar with as well. Um, here's here's the thing with Snell. The Snell. He's his best his best two seasons have been the two seasons two seasons he's won the Cy Young. Mm-hmm. Other than that, if you look at his, any other seasons, you're pretty much average almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's only won ten games twice, ten, ten games or more twice. So mm-hmm. I'd be hesitant to give him a huge contract, um, you know, because this guy, as you mentioned, he doesn't pitch um, many innings. Um, he hasn't. He's only won ten games or more two times. Mm-hmm. Um, although those two times again, you know, did give him the Young but other than that, yeah. I mean, to me, he's a uh, he's in, in the middle of the pack of very good started pitchers in in baseball. You know, I think he can uh, he he has these seasons where you know he'll be great, and then he'll have, he he'll have these seasons where he's um, average or subpar. You know, so I'd be very. Uh, Cautious about giving him a huge contract. You, 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 I mean, two hundred million. That's like ace money. I don't see Blake Snell as an ace, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And that's the and that's the problem right there. I mean, the plus is that you know he's a two times Young Award winner. He won it for both, you know, in both leagues. Um, when he, you know, he won it with uh, with Tampa in uh, twenty eighteen, and of course. Last year with the um with the Padres he won won it again. Um, yeah, but the he that's the that's the tricky thing about him. It's like, you know, if you you know if you're good at you know starting pitching and you can like, you know this this would be like a, a reclamation project's you know dream. You know, like this guy has so much talent. If you could get his head right, you know he could. May, and stay healthy, which is another thing. Um, I mean, he could he could turn the corner, and that's weird saying that. I mean, he's he he's um, career wise, he's seventy one and fifty five with a three twenty ERA. He he struck out over a thousand with what one thousand two hundred twenty three strikeouts. Um, yeah, he's a one time All Star. Um, you know, he has he's done he's done a lot. You know, except for you know, winning a championship um, and um, you know, staying healthy. I mean, for for the most part. I mean, going deep into games. Um, but yeah, I mean, he the potential is there. Question is, can the Yankees or the Mets uh, unlock his full potential? And yeah. take take his take, and, and it's scary. Like this guy, this guy could go another level. You know, he's an ace. Yeah, I mean, you know, but he's he's like a modern day ace. You know, he, you know, he, you know, he doesn't he doesn't go deep. You know, what I mean, he's not a vintage ace where you can rely on him to to go deep into games. Um. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Depending on the accent, yeah, you got you got to kind of be leery. You gotta you got you gotta do your due diligence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Um, you know, with Strowman, you know, he, he Strowman's durable. He has that potential to, you know, dominate, which obviously Snow has that as well. But, yeah, man, if you're going to give a guy over 200, 200 million, uh, like even Yamamoto, a guy who, you know, who's never thrown a pitch, but all the potential showed that this guy, you know, was the next big thing. In, in Snell's credit, you know, he is a two-time signing award winner. He is a former all-star. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, putting giving him $200 million, and, and I think he's, what, 31 years old, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean... This could be his last contract, potentially, or second-to-last contract that he yeah. gets in the big leagues. So, yeah, this is this is really uh, – it's weird to say this, this is put up or shut up because he's been he's had a, a, a great career, but, you know, he can – he could take it to that next level if he's, if he's on, a, on a, um, a pitching staff that's really, you know, that could, re- rec- you know, reclam- reclamate, you know, Talented pitchers who are who have you know who have worser uh, a lot worser careers than he has you know so yeah. if he goes to like the Cardinals or the Braves or the Dodgers you know like a team like that who's you know known to to um you know um save careers and um and of course launch the careers of a lot of young homegrown talent um. Yeah, Chanel could be surprisingly even even better than he is right now. Kind of like when Verlander went to the um, you know, to uh, Detroit, and then of course later Houston. Like, take take all that talent and, and put it to that next level. So yeah, Chanel has the the if he can if he can unlock his full potential like the. There's a, there's actually literally could be another level to his uh to his greatness, but the question is, will the Yankees or the Mets, if he signs in New York, will they be able to unlock, you know, that potential? Because either you you know, because I mean he's a veteran, you know, his his you know right now it's kind of like um when you think of R.J. Barrett with the with the Knicks or when he was with the Knicks. You know, first you're a prospect, but if you don't see your 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 um your potential, you become suspect. So, you know, Snow has had a great career, but he's had a very good career. But if he can, uh, you know, stay healthy, go deep into games, not be so wild, you know, on the mound, you know, he he'll he'll um he'll truly be an ace. But uh yeah, shifting gears uh to uh to the Knicks and uh before we talk about the Knicks um you know game uh you know tonight with the Knicks dominating the Grizzlies, uh the the Knicks uh former Nick player Carmelo Anthony, you know, he you know, he did not hold back about his um his thoughts on uh, the former Nick, R.J. Barrett. Yeah, he basically, um, yeah, he basically uh, called him, you know, said that he's a bland player. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly um, 
how he said it. You know, he he basically was, you know, saying that, um, you know, R.J. Barrett is 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 overrated. Uh, you know, what's your thoughts on uh, what, um, you know, what uh, Melo said? Well, I mean, uh, I don't think he's wrong um, in what he said about uh, R.J. Barrett. I mean, R.J. Barrett to me. Um, during his time here in New York, he had so much potential, but yet uh, he was very inconsistent at times. And his game is a bit bland um, when you do watch him. You know, he needs to add more. He needs to add more to his game. You know, um, maybe he could add uh, posting, posting up a bit, um, shooting from the three. Definitely needs to improve his shooting from the outside. Um, but no, I agree with Carmelo. You know, yeah, R.J. Barrett's game is a bit bland, but I think he'll find that he'll improve his game while in Toronto now that, you know, he'll, you know, he won't have guys like Brunson and uh, and Randall to play second fiddle to. You know, mm-hmm. now uh, in Toronto, he'll be able to establish himself more. And, you know, we'll, we'll probably see a, 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 a much more of a scoring threat in Toronto than we did uh uh, when he was on the Knicks, you know, maybe we see his outside shooting improve. Maybe we see him post up a bit more, you know, rather than slashing, you know, and uh, also maybe his defense improves as well. So, you know, we'll see as, uh, you know, as uh, time as, as time goes on with his, uh, with his uh, stay in, in Toronto. We'll see uh, how he does. But Carlos, um, I think, was spot on with his assessment. Yeah, and uh, and I agree with you. I mean, he uh and I agree with uh Mello. Um but yeah, let me let me give you his his actual quotes. He said this is what Mello said. He said, "He's just a bland player, bro. That's not a, that's not a shot. That's not disrespect. I ask a lot of people who are Nick fans to see what they saw and it's like he's good. He gets it done sometimes, but he's not an exciting player." Uh, you don't know if he's gonna get four points or twenty twenty um twenty six. Um, yeah, basically, um, he 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 was doing an interview with with Kid Mero, uh, in the interview, and basically he he um he compared um, you know Barrett's you know um performance with the Knicks to the new Nick who he got acquired for um, in exchange in, you know, with Toronto, OG Anunobi. And this is what Melo uh, continued to say about that. OJ, I mean, not OJ, OG is doing the same thing RJ is doing. He just doesn't demand it the way RJ demands to be part of the offense. Like OG is a, is cool sitting around on the wing and cutting and waiting for somebody to swing it to him and knock down a three. He still wants to play defense, no matter what, whereas RJ, he got to score 20. And, um, oh, yeah, here's what else he's saying. Um, um, Yeah, about Barrett, he's like, you're scoring 20, 24, and that's as the third option on the team. So now you feel like, I'm putting up 24. I'm the third option. I'm not really getting it. All right, man, I got to go. And um, 
he he was probably feeling like that. Like I'm ready to go. I'm sure he was questioning it. And um yeah, this is what Barrett said, uh, you know, after he got uh traded. He said he I helped build something in New York. When I came there we weren't good. I left the I left it a lot better than when I started. Definitely bittersweet, but I'm happy for those guys over there. They are happy about the trade that they made, and I wish nothing uh, but the best for them. I grew up as a player and as a person over there in New York. Those four and a half years, I will never forget. And um, yeah, just to yeah to um, to to further um, the statement, uh, the mellow statement, uh, mellow hit around the head. I mean, on the surface, it looks like you know, oh shoot, you know, former player is. Um, you know, bashing, you know, former, you know, former Nick on his way out. But what Melo said is, is a hundred percent right. Like, and, and I was a, you know, a huge supporter of Barrett, you know, you know, I, I still feel he has that potential to be an all-star if he can unlock that potential. But with the Knicks, you know, like you said, as the, 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 the third banana, (laughs) Not even the second fiddle, you know, with the emergence of Bronson with the signing uh, a few years ago. Um, yeah, he became the third option on the team. And, um, yeah, OG is giving us the same the same uh, offensive capabilities that uh, Barrett can do, except, you know, um, Ananobi has that superior defense. You know, Ananobi is – pretty much the finished product of, of of the potential that Barrett has, you know, as a player, you know, scoring wise, playing defense. Scoring wise, know, I, I, I still give that to RJ. Don't well, get me yeah. wrong. You know? I agree with that. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I, I, Barrett has the potential. Like I said, Barrett has the potential to be a, a, a star in this league. If he can, um, you know, just, um, w- w- now that he's traded away and he's at home, he's at home, which I mean, sometimes depending on which, which, which place you get traded to, if that's your hometown team, there's going to be a lot of pressure playing in front of your family, in front of the home crowd, especially if you're like a Nick player or playing in Philly or Boston or one of those major, um, cities, pressure cooker cities in New York city, uh, in America, I should say. But I think the pressure is going to be off him in, in, uh, in, in Toronto, even though he's playing in, in, you know, for his hometown team, but yeah, you know, he, you know, he had, he, he got baptized in New York, you know, the pressure cooker, you know, people, you know, talking smack about him, even on the other, on the team. I think Anthony Edwards was talking smack on him a few years ago when, uh, you know, Barrett missed the last second shot and he was like, you know, you know, nobody was afraid of him and all that stuff. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know, people rarely you usually talk smack on another player's abilities. Like you, you know, what I mean, you you keep that in house. It's like they he he had no respect for him and his potential that he that he could um, you know, he could have beat them with that last second shot, which they didn't uh, that yeah. that year. But yeah, he has he has the potential to to really be a a star in this league as well as quickly, which uh, quickly. You know, recently um, um, wrote a letter thanking the Knicks fans for 
for all, you know the Knicks, the Knicks fans, and uh, and the uh, the what you call it the you know the organization, you know talking about how you know, you know how he hugged you know, you know his former teammates, the former coaches. Uh, he he singled out Johnny Bryant, a guy who um, you know he, he was like a big brother to him. You know um, obviously Randall, um, you know. Randall, you know, texting him, you know, after the trade and saying that, you know, he, you know, wherever he goes, you know, he's always going to have his back. So, you know, um, yeah, quick, quickly, you know, he, he, out of the two, he's definitely more missed, you know, in the fan base because of that, that potential. Like he, he, I mean, he, he lived up to the potential that of what he, what he could do. I mean, he just never really had a, a chance to start, you know, I mean, you could clearly see he, you know he 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 was built for New York. You know the way how he played. So I mean, all in all, I mean it was a a great move for both teams. And you know you so far it's it's proving di- dividends for the for the Knicks that they um that you know that they they had to make the move. So um. Yeah, now now yeah, talking about today's game, uh, you know, Brunson, you know, he was hurt. Uh, you know, missed his his um, you know, probably his first game, you know, during his Nick Nick tenure. I mean, definitely the first this definitely the first one of the year for sure of this year. Um but yeah, the 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 Knicks um yeah, they they um whooped the um the Grizzlies behind they 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 tamed the Grizzlies by the final score of one hundred six ninety four. Uh, Miles McBride, you know, he had a a career game. Um, Bron- Brunson didn't play. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, Brunson has a, a Brunson. Uh, what injury did you say he had again? I think it was like a contusion, a calf contusion. Let me let me see. Um. And how many games is he going to miss more games? Uh, I do not know. Let me let me try to um, um, find out right now as we we speak. Um, let's see. Hopefully it's not a hopefully it's not a long term injury. You know, hopefully he just needs some uh, several I, days or so to rest. Yeah, that's what I would assume so too. I mean, but um, yeah, I assume it, I assume it's not going to be serious, but uh, you know, I'm gonna have to find out more about that. Um, but uh, yeah, let's yeah, basically, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, McBride. He had a, a career game. He had uh, 19 points. Um, Julius Randle led led the way for the Knicks with 24 points, with 11 rebounds. Uh, OG had 18 points. Um, Isaiah Harkenstein, you know, he had uh, 12 points to 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 um, I think tie his career high in rebounds with 20. Um, DiVincenzo had 13 points. Josh Hart had at eight. 
yeah, so it was a, a balanced offense. Yeah, you had five five uh players in uh in uh you know double digits in, in scoring. Um and Josh Hart almost was two points shy of joining them also. Um no, and Flynn also had nine. So I mean, you, um, yeah, it was a, a balanced uh, attack, and you know they kept the the, the opposition under a hundred, which you know you always love to see that. And the Knicks they improved to twenty three and sixteen, and you know they bounced back from that uh that tough loss that they had against the Mavericks uh, when um. Uh, Brunson had his worst game of the the year, you know, um, against his former team. And uh, the Knicks, you know, they were getting blown out most of the game, and they cut it down to one. Yeah, they were losing by, like, at least, what, 20 points at least. And they cut it down to one. And um, um, within a minute, they had, you know, um, they missed, like, four opportunities. Four, um, you know, they they had they they missed four like um, defensive uh, rebound opportunities, and um, as a result, you know the um, the Mavs was able to hit a three to put the lead up up to four with 25 seconds left uh, in the game, and that basically uh, proved to be the game winner, and um, that snapped the Knicks. Um, th- Three game winning streak. Well, no, I think it was no, it was five at that point. And then uh, you know, obviously they they bounced back. Um, they bounced back on Saturday night and got the win. So the Knicks improved to twenty three and sixteen, whereas the the Grizzlies fell to fourteen and twenty five for the season. Um, so um, you know, go win for the Knicks. Um, Knicks are uh, you said they're six and one, right? Uh, yeah, they're they're six and one. Yeah, six yes. and one. The Nobi, the Nobi trade, uh, not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. And defensively, they've been uh, playing really well. Mm-hmm. They, they look, uh, although that Mavs game was not a not a good defensive effort by the Knicks. So uh, absolutely. But uh, so far, with Nobi, they've done pretty well. Yeah, and here's here's the the um the 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 schedule coming up uh for this week. Uh we're going to be hosting the Magic uh this afternoon at 3. Uh Wednesday night we're going to host the Rockets. Thursday night we'll host the Wizards. And then Saturday, this is the game you got to circle on your calendar, folks. January 20th, 7.30, you're going to have the return of R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, when the Toronto Raptors come back to the Garden, and it's going to be OG's first game against uh, Toronto. So, yeah, get your popcorn ready, and... um, yeah, man, that, that's gonna be that's a that's a that's a game on the calendar that before the season started you wouldn't have it circled, but after this blockbuster trade, you, you're definitely gonna have that that uh, 
that that date circled on your calendar because I'm pretty sure all the players involved in this trade definitely will. So yeah, that's gonna be a game to watch. Mm-hmm. Must see TV right there. So yeah, definitely. Oh, and uh, the 23rd to look a little bit ahead. Um, we're gonna be in Brooklyn against the Nets. Uh, the Thursday on the 25th, we we host uh, the defending world champions Denver Nuggets. I mean, uh, I I'm still surprised to say that. You know, you know, growing up, Denver Nuggets was always a, a laughing stock. But you know, times have changed, and you know, Nuggets are the defending world champions. And uh, you just remind me of something. Uh, Carmelo Anthony was also mentioning another thing about um, you know his his legacy um, with the with the um, you know with the with the Nuggets because of course uh, before Jokic um, you know put on number fifteen. Carmelo was, you know, like arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest Nugget player, um, you know, of all time. And not to mention he wore number 15. And uh, Carmelo, you know, thinks the Nuggets had an ulterior motive giving him, giving Jokic his, his number. And here's what he said. He said um, it was a petty maneuver. It wasn't like, oh, we've got numbers to choose from. It was like, here, we've got 15. And y'all put Jokic in the middle of that. He doesn't know what the is going on. He could have been like, I want to wear 15. He could have been like, 15 is here. I can wear 15. That's middle number. He could have worn it because he wanted to pay homage. But... What I believe is that they gave him 15 to try to erase what I did. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, um, I, I think he's 100% right because they could have gave him – they could have gave Jokic another number. I mean, number 15 should be retired, you know, with, with Denver. I mean, this, this guy, he – you know, he – he um yeah, he had a, he had a lot of, um you know – first round exits. I mean, I think the highest he ever did was I think took them to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, you know, before they you know, they lost to the Lakers uh that year in uh two in uh two thousand and nine. Uh, you know, he spent his first seven and a half years with with Denver, um, you know, before he got, you know, traded to the Knicks and that, that blockbuster um um you know move. Yeah, but for me, I think, and you know, to be to be honest with you, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, I think I think they could have gave him another number, or at least the the least the Nuggets should do is retire it twice, retire fifteen for him, and let Jokic, you know, grant since he, you know, he's grandfathered in. And then when Jokic retires, you know, they retire it again. You know, I think that's what they should do. What, what do you think, Mac? I think it was a sign of disrespect. I mean, Carmelo is one of your franchise's best players, you know, uh, future Hall of Famer. And you disrespect him like that by giving uh, another player his number. I mean, 
his number should be retired in in Nuggets history for what he does mm-hmm. for what he's done for that organization. So uh, now you gotta have uh, Jokic who is looking like he's a Hall of Famer as well. Mm-hmm. So are you gonna retire both of their numbers as Nuggets and they share the same number? So how is that gonna work? I would forward? do it. I would do it mm-hmm. if I was. Mm-hmm. First of all, if I was the Nuggets, I would have never gave Jokic Melo's number to in the first place. The only way they can make it right is that they have to retire it twice. Yeah, just like that's what the they're gonna did. have to do. Just yeah. like the Knicks did with um uh, what Barrett, Barrett um Barnett and uh and um uh, uh you know Frazier. Yeah. You know you got you got to retire the number twice. You know. Yeah, that's what you're gonna have to do. And had they had they did the right thing and not gave Melo's number, we wouldn't have this we wouldn't have this conversation. You know, it would have yeah. you know, but. This is the, that's the only way they could make the situation right. They gotta they gotta retire they gotta retire it twice. Yeah, which is most likely gonna happen. So, uh, but yeah, no, it, uh, they should have uh, they shouldn't have given him his, his, uh, his number. Mhm. For real, no doubt about that. Like you've seen so many players, you know, like they. You know they they wear the number and, and they give them some scrubby players like, you know before the Mets you know started retiring numbers you know m- you know more numbers under uh you know the coins uh era right now, yeah the the only players that you know that they had to retire was was like Piazza and Seaver, you know forty one and uh and thirty one and then of course they had uh you know um. What was I gonna say? They had uh, Casey Stengel's number, you know, even though it's, you know, uh, you know, thirty-seven, even though he was a, um, you know, a manager, you know, and obviously most of his success is, you know, with your boys, the Yankees. Um, but yeah, other than that, during the Wilpon era, there wasn't a lot of retired numbers. But now, under Cohen, you know, the the players are starting to get their, you know, their respect. You know that they revamped the the Hall of Fame, the the Mets Hall of Fame. You're starting to see more people, deserving people, going to the Mets Hall of Fame, and they're retiring numbers. Um, Keith Hernandez, uh, you know, uh, Daryl and Doc are going to get retired this year. Um, so, I mean, yeah, but but the thing is, with with that is, you know. Before these numbers, these deserving numbers was retired, you'd have, you know, all these players wear wear the numbers, and it's like, man, you know, why is Day Sung Koo wearing, uh, you know, Keith Hernandez's number, and you know, all these other, uh, all these other, you know, journeymen players or, or, you know, people who who don't have that, you know resume as a Met or in their careers are wearing these iconic players numbers because they're not the numbers are the jersey numbers haven't been retired until more more, most recently so I think it's a I think it's a the only way the the Nuggets can rectify this situation is by like I said retiring retiring number 15 twice so yeah and yeah let me what what number is you know that from your teams, I would say especially the Yankees, but you know any team you look for that, you know a number that should be des- deservedly retired, but 
the number hasn't been retired and they just you see the most like bummiest player wearing a number it's like why is this player wearing this number you know number when you know this former great player put that number on the map and it should have been retired what 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 players come out in your mind uh wow i have to think about that man that, anybody that, on the that, yankee that's a that's a that I, I have to think about that that's a mm-hmm. This is, a, this is a trivia question. I don't have to think about <laughs> it. Um, I don't know. Well, can you think of anything, anyone on the Mets right now, currently? Oh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm clueless on the Yankees right now. Well, yeah. Like like I said, you know, um, you know, before Keaton and this number was. No, I'm talking about currently. Currently. Currently on the Mets. Um, that's a okay on the Mets right now. Um. Tricky question. Because normally, you know, I would say like, you know, obviously the, you know, the um, you know, like like I said, the you know, Keith and the Daryl Doc, those numbers are, you know, are, are Keith's number is retired now, and Daryl and Docs are gonna be retired um, in separate 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 ceremonies this yeah. this upcoming year. Um, but yeah, you know, other numbers that should be retired would be, um, you know. David, which I don't think anybody's ever worn number five ever since he retired. So, I mean that's that's good there. Ray, I mean Reyes would be another cat, person as well. But then again, you had um, you know um, Cranepool had that number. I mean Cranepool was you know was a you know a long time Met, longest tenure Met, you know. So yeah. they could have retired the number then also. Um but um yeah, but uh yeah, not speaking of uh, you know all-time legendary Mets, um Bud Harrelson um oh, that, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, man, rest rest in uh rest in peace uh Bud Harrelson, uh you know, this guy this guy this guy was a a Met went through man uh i mean a guy that's a that's a guy who um uh should have every you know number and every accolade uh you know retired uh by the mets i mean this guy this guy was a great player with the mets he um you know he started his career with the mets in sixty five and uh, you know he played he played with the Mets all the way until he got um, uh, he got traded in uh, in '78. You know, in the dark the dark era of um, New York Mets history. Um, yeah, and uh, you know he um, this guy he I mean this what what can you not say about this guy? This guy was was, you know, like, you know, the, the Pete Rose of the, the Mets, you, you know, he, he played hard, you know, he always hustled, you know, he, he didn't take crap from anybody, including Pete Rose. And, um, you know, and that, 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 um, was evident in the 73, uh, National League, uh, championship where, um, 
but Harrelson, you know, helped the Mets beat, uh, you know, the, the, the big red machine before the big red machine, you know, would end up winning uh, titles in 75, 76 against, uh, um, you know, the Red Sox and the Yankees, you know. So, I mean, they're, they're you know, um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, we were watching uh, the YouTube footage last night at Chili's. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. And, um, yeah, that whole controversy started was, was because, uh, you know, Bud Housen, you know, he as great as he was defensively, you know, he wasn't he wasn't uh great offensively and um basically he um he was he, he did a comment you know, he was doing a joke about how the Reds offense, you know, because of the Mets pitching, they look like him at the plate and you know, Pete Rose and other players on the Reds didn't t- took offense to that. So uh there was uh you know um you know there was a a double play ball um and basically um you know the th- this this happened uh because um the John Matlock who had a, a great year with the Mets that year i think he won the Cy Young if i'm if i'm not, the Cy Young and and i think rookie of the year that year he he um he held the the Cincinnati Reds to two hits in a in a five nothing uh complete game in in a, in a, um in uh Cincinnati. So after the game, Bud Harrison was saying that he made the big red machine look like me hitting today. So mm-hmm. obviously they um they were upset, and you know they had Hall of Fame players on that team. You know they had Pete Rose. Joe Morgan, I mean the 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 list goes on and on, you know. And uh, you know Pete Pete Rose, obviously the the hits king and the batting the batting title champion of that year. Um, in the fifth inning, Morgan hit a double play uh, to uh, the first baseman John Milner, and uh, you know Rose when he when he collided to second second base. Um, you know, I think uh, Pete Rose was saying something to him, you know, uh, you know, in the the collision, and then they they, and uh, you know, they fought, even though, and he fought Pete Rose, even though Pete Rose is at least fifty pounds, you know, um, bigger than he was, you know, but he, you know, he didn't take, he didn't take crap from anybody. So, and the funny thing is, like, they're both similar players, so you know, it was, you know, it's pretty understandable that um that you know that they they butted heads in that moment um and but it was crazy the the Mets fans were you know very PO'd about you know having their hero Bud Harrelson uh which even Gary Cohn himself said that was his you know the longtime Met announcer said that you know that that was his hero growing up um what was I gonna say even uh Mike Breen the Knicks announcer Said that was his hero growing up as well, you know, because to, to Mike Breen there was two heroes he had back in those days. He had um, Bud Harrelson and of course, um, you know, Walt Clyde Frazier, his his uh, broadcasting uh, partner for for over twenty years, you know. So yeah, uh, Bud Harrelson was living proof that, you know, he was the antithesis of 
you know, never meeting your heroes because, you know, they'll disappoint you. This guy literally lived up to the hype, you know. I mean, this guy was a Met through and through. I mean, he, he exemplified what it meant to be a Met, you know, um, having that never-say-die attitude, you know, giving it your all, playing defense, you know, just carrying the, the, the grit of the city on his shoulders, man. He he helped the Mets win the World Series in '69. He he um you know he helped the Mets go. You know they end up um, winning that series. And the, like I was saying, the Mets fans were so upset about what happened that uh um that basically they had to um yeah, the Sparky Anderson, the Reds manager, had to take the fan, the take his players off the field because the fans were were really were really uh PO'd about what happened. Literally it was it was such a chaotic situation that Yoki Berra, Willie Mays, Tom Seaver, Cleon Jones, Rossi Staub, they all they all went onto the field, went out to left field to calm down the fans because the fans the fans were really upset. You know, the, the, the umpires were thinking about um, you know, uh postponing or canceling the game or something like that. Like, it got really crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, um, he was, a, I think, a two-time All-Star um, in 70. and 71, he, he, he started in the All-Star game. Gold Glover in 71. A Met Hall of Famer, as, as you would ex- uh, expect. And... Um, yeah, he's he's sorely gonna be missed. Uh and um yeah, after he got traded to the Phillies, he helped the Phillies win their first championship uh in nineteen eighty, where Pete Rose was his teammate and you know, they apparently buried the hatchet, you know. So oh yeah, and another thing I just remembered. Um after the incident, um the incident with with the fight could have been in the same off season if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken. Basically, Pete Rose was handed the um, humanitarian of the year award, and who handed it to him? But 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 Harrelson, you know. Um, and basically, he said that you know he 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 fought um, he broke he broke Pete Rose's um, hand with his eye, you know. So. You know, he showed his, uh, you know, he had, you know, a, a great sense of humor. And, um, yeah, he, he his, his his legacy and the man he was uh, will live on forever. Oh, yes, another thing I just remembered. Uh, uh, he's the only player in Met history to be in uniform in both of the Mets World Series. Obviously, he was a short, the, the starting shortstop in the 69 team. And then he was the third base coach of the 86 Met team. And then on the other side, so he was the only Met player history to to be in uniform for both teams. But, however, Davey Johnson, the 86 Met coach, was there also, on was present in both Mets World Series, except obviously in 86 he was the manager, but in 69 – he was the last out for the Baltimore Orioles when the Mets won their first World Series. So Davey Johnson was the other person that was around, you know, in, in uniform. Not in the Met uniform, but you, you get the idea. 
But yeah. in any case, um, you know, rest in peace, Bud Harrelson, you know, uh, he would um, later replace uh, Davey Johnson as the next ma- manager in 1990. And then they would fire him the following year in 91, even though he had a winning record um, uh, collectively with the, as a, you know, um, as a manager uh, in those two years. Uh, and then he would um, later, um, oh, he would later create the, the Long Island Ducks, be a, a part owner, I think manager as well. And he literally said that owning the, the Long Island Ducks and being part of the Long Island Ducks was literally, was the best part of his career. And that's saying, that's saying something. I mean, you, you won a world series with the Mets. You, you've even won a world series with the Phillies. You, you, you've been on, Played in All Star games, won Gold Gloves. I mean, he's. I mean, he he done it all. But you know, he he just loved being, you know, a part of you know his his hometown and uh, you know bringing baseball over to there. But you know um, what he did with the Mets will uh, never be forgotten. You know. Um, so uh, you know. Rest in peace, uh, Bud Harrelson. And um, yeah, I mean, even though I, I, I'm, I wasn't born when you were, um, you know, playing, and uh, especially in a Met uniform for sure. Uh, you know, thank you for the the memories, the memories on from uh, you know the videos, the vintage stuff that you did. Um, it will live on forever. So uh, you know, rest in peace, Bud Harrelson, and. Uh, um thank you. That's all that's all I can say, man. Um but um anything you'd like to um you'd like to say before uh you know we head out? Oh by the way the NFL playoffs are going on this this weekend. Uh Browns got blown out by the Texans and Chiefs won today against the Dolphins. So two games in the books of the playoffs. And I'm not, I want to see that Cowboys-Packers game. I think that's going to be a good game. But, yeah, some very good games during this uh, playoff weekend in a, for NFL. So uh hope you guys uh, check those games out. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, good good point. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, the Jets, they, they beat um, – they beat Bill Belichick in his final game um, as the, the as the um, the the New England Patriots uh, head coach. Um, yeah, they they beat the Patriots final score seventeen to three. Uh, the, the 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 Jets improved to seven and ten, and uh, the New England Patriots under Bill Belichick's uh, final. Year as uh, the 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 um, Bill, I mean the the Patriots head coach, they they finished to four and thirteen, and um, yeah, the, an end of an era. I mean he's been on that team for like what nearly what twenty five years or so. Yeah. Since, yeah. since he quit the on the Jets twice, <laughs> I, I mean he was tech, he was a a, jet, a paper jet head coach that never. Play they never coached the game, uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So now they have a uh, a new the the Patriots have a new head a new head coach. 
um, and he's the the first black um, head coach in in uh, New England Patriots history, and um, he's no stranger to uh, to the people in New England because um, he's a, a longtime former player, um, and that's Jared Mayo. Um, yeah, the the players were were um, basically felt he was groomed for that role, you know. Um, you know, one of the greatest um, defensive players that they had in, in that in their history. Um, um, played like eight years for them, and uh, as a result, um, Bill Belichick uh, he leaves the Patriots. They quote unquote mutually part ways. You know, after 24 years and six Super Bowls, and uh, it's the end of an era uh, for the for the Patriots. And uh, yeah, prior to that, prior to Jared Mayo being signed, they were thinking about um, they were they were thinking of, of uh, hiring Mike uh, Vrabel as the head coach after he got recently fired. Um, but um, you know. The, the you know they they decided to uh, give Mayo a shot instead of the the former uh, Tennessee Titans head coach and a former uh, Patriot player great uh, Patriot player as well and Hall of Famer as well. Um, so yeah, that yeah. end of an era. What's your thoughts uh, on Bill Belichick leaving New England? Yeah, I mean it's uh and and the Benera, I mean he's one of the greatest coaches in he's one of the greatest coaches in NFL history uh, by far with the success there in New England and you know that dynasty that he built with Tom Brady um yeah yeah I mean that's uh I'm very uh, surprised that it, it it's coming into an end this way you know, feels like uh, the Patriots actually wanted to part ways with him rather than him wanting to part ways with them. You know, I mm-hmm. guess they felt it was time to make a change. You know, the last mm-hmm. several seasons since Tom Brady has left, they haven't, you know, really been that good. So, you know, Patriots uh, felt like they needed to make a change and go, go in another direction as far as head coaching. And I'm sure uh, Belichick, you know, uh, He's one of the most successful coaches in uh, the NFL history. I'm sure he'll be able to find another job here, and maybe even, who knows, with one of these New York teams. As a New York fan, I mean, uh, I would love Belichick to coach the Giants if the opportunity arised. You know, he did a great job as the defensive coach with us back in the day when we won those two Super Bowls. So I would love for him to come back to the Giants uh, if the opportunity presented itself, but you know, we'll see what the future holds with Bill Belichick. I mean, he's a definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, I don't know if the if the Patriots will ever have it. We'll see how this new coach does. You know, hopefully he'll uh, have some success with this team going forward. But yeah, it's definitely an end of an era in New England. Uh, I don't think you will see a dynasty like that um, ever again in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think I read somewhere that. Um that uh, Belichick told um, Robert Kraft, the owner, that he doesn't think that they'll, that, um, that was his name, 
that basically he don't think um, what's his name is ever going to do anything. Uh, uh, Tom Tom Brady, that Tom Brady is going to you know do anything when he left before he won the title with uh, the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Like he felt he was he was done. Yeah. And of course, Tom Brady proved otherwise, uh, bringing the the title to uh, to to the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, an end of an era for uh, for Boston. Um, yeah, so I mean that's that's you know that's 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 the end for uh, for Belichick. Yeah, I mean I I, I could see him going to the Giants um, if if they they fire uh, you know Drayble, but the Jets I don't see that at all. You know, obviously they're. They're um you know they're gonna stick with uh, Sala and try to you know see if uh, Rodgers can stay healthy and and try to produce what they felt that they they were gonna do which is you know be a Super Bowl contending team with uh you know with the roster you know a healthy uh, Aaron Rodgers potentially next year. But speaking of the Giants uh. Giants, uh, you know, they they, uh, they beat the, the their rival Eagles in the last game of the season, twenty-seven to ten, and um, you know, uh, now the Giants the Giants improved to six and eleven, and of course, you know the the potent uh, Eagles, you know, finished the season eleven and six. Yeah, that was a good win for the Giants, probably the best one of the year. So I'm glad that they were able to finish out strong and beat those dirty birds. Mm-hmm. But um, now uh, they head into the off season. They have to improve this team. They have to get some. Uh, they have some draft picks that they could use to uh, uh, improve the offensive line. Improve, get some uh, depth. Improve depth in the wide receiver core. Um, yeah, they got a lot. To, they got a lot to. Uh, to do here in the off season as far as improving this team. And uh, it looks like we might even lose uh, Saquon Barkley. So I Saquon Barkley might part ways with the Giants. So we'll see if that does happen. I think uh, that's going to be a big hole left at the running back position if he does, uh, if, if the, if he does leave the Giants. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, yeah. Another thing. Oh yeah. Mets announced the sign of Shamanaya. Uh, you know, Shamanaya, he you know, he was a former Oakland Oakland A's pitcher. Uh, you know, he was part of that he was, a few years ago he was part of the, that uh that newer version of the big three with with uh Bassett, Manaya and uh Montas, the the brief Yankee of, of last year. Uh you know, he he, he had a kinda like a up and down year last year. He started off rough uh last year. Um, he he was bouncing around the the starting rotation and and the bullpen, uh, but I think he 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 added a, a pitch to his his repertoire and he he started to pitch a lot better, uh, you know towards the end of the year. So um, you know if he can if he can uh, continue, uh, you know what he did with the with the um, improvement he did with the sweeper. Um, you know, that could be uh um that could have like a, a Strowman like impact that I think you know Strowman will have with you guys with us, you know. 
but he'll be what the sec the second starter or so. But uh, you know, we we shall we shall or I mean, the, with him and Severino, him and Severino, you know, could be that the the two veteran guys, reclamation project type of guys uh, that you pair with with Sanga off Sanga's phenomenal rookie year. And let's see if the Mets will uh, improve the starting rotation even further. Um, but we we shall see in time. Um, I think uh, I think that's about it. I think I covered everything. Oh yeah, um, on Raw, uh, they had that um, Artrude had that funny uh, Judgment Day moment uh, video about uh, you know. About his his relationship with the with the with the Judgment Day, a much watch if you haven't seen it, folks. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, man, our truth, man. You, uh, this guy. I mean, if, if you can make Brock Lesnar laugh on live TV, I mean, that's that's all I had. I need to tell you about how funny this guy is. Yeah, it's a this 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 is a similar to. Sami Zayn when he joined the the new day right the, uh, I mean the blood di- bloodline, bloodline I mean bloodline. but the new day. this is more hilarious because R-Truth is actually not in the group at least Sami exactly. Zayn was part of bloodline for a while right but but uh, R-Truth is actually not in the group and he thinks he is so yeah because technically he did win that match so yeah technically well it was <laughs> whoever I mean but he was never in the group to begin with so right <laughs> right it really didn't even count anyway. But, JD McDonald. Yeah, so, but, no, it's hilarious. Our uh, mm. truth is definitely a treasure, man. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, this dude calls John Cena his childhood hero, and he's older than John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and just don't get that guy near ladders and spiders, so I mean, he, should be, he should be fine. But, yeah, uh, anything you'd like to say before we head out? Uh, everyone have a good weekend and uh, check out my show iMac check your local listings for that and come back here to check out Sports Over Legend there be Saturdays 11 only here at Block Talk Radio you're the guy check out his show iMac uh, check your local listing and come back next week check out Sports Over Legend uh, where we will we'll preview uh, the Royal Rumble uh, so so stay tuned for that and everything else that's going on in the world of sports hopefully the, the Mets and Knicks will make some moves, you know, to improve the team. But, you know, in any case, we'll let you know. Um, he's he's McCauley Matthew. I'm William Ramon. I'll see you guys uh, next week. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.